Welcome to the Young, Driven, and Savvy Podcast. I'm your host, Advay Deshmukh, and today we're joined by Tatiana Kraft-Jones, the co-owner of Kraft & Co. Floral Design. So hi, Tatiana. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great as well. So let's get right into it. What does Kraft & Co. specialize in? We are a floral design company. Um, we specialize in um, special events and weddings primarily. Um, so think of your like big production type, uh, really decked out weddings. Um, however, due to the pandemic, uh, we really sort of you know changed a bit uh, because obviously wedding, big weddings can't happen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually started doing uh, deliveries and other you know sort of projects like showers and birthdays and even funeral work. Oh, wow. So how'd you become interested in floral design? You know, it's something that I always loved. I always loved flowers and um, being creative and, um, you know, just like the beauty of them. Uh, I never really thought it was something that you could do as a career, which I know it sounds silly because there's so many um, talented floral designers who have been around for a really long time. But um, yeah, I just never really was something that you're like, yeah, you know, all your friends are like, I want to be a doctor and I want to be a lawyer. And I was like, uh, you know, I didn't know. Um, but it kind of just fell into my lap. Like it was just like something I was doing uh, for fun. Uh, like, you know, just, hey, can I do this for you uh, for your shower? Or can I do this for you for your birthday? And then it just kind of, you know, blossomed from there. Oh, wow. And then did you have like formal schooling for this or how'd you pick up the skills you needed? Yeah, so I did not. Um, I was self-taught. Um, after uh, I established the business, so we started in 2013. Um, it was just me at the time doing this. Uh, my husband, he was working another job, um, you know, like your typical nine to five type job. And uh-huh. it got so busy that, you know, it just he had to, he, he was like, I, I'm, instead of hiring somebody else, why don't I just join you? Um, so he handles all of our back end stuff. So anyway, it wasn't until probably four or five years in that I actually went and got, uh, like did like a course to actually learn some technical skills and some other things that, you know, would have probably been helpful earlier on. But um, I always say that a lot of this job is kind of learning on the fly and you know you're kind of just every every event you're almost like troubleshooting like how am I going to do this or how am I going to attach these flowers to the ceiling that has nothing to to clamp onto and you know so so it wasn't until then that I got some did some courses so to this point I've only done two courses Um, they're not like your traditional schooling by any means they're they're taught by other established and and you know really talented floral designers and then they just offer courses Um, and one of them I flew all the way out to Seattle for and and did like a three-day intensive. Another I did in DC, which was great. Um, so yeah, you just kind of have to pick who you, who you like and who you admire and you can ask them if they'll, they'll teach you, you know, if they don't offer a course already. Wow. Picking up mentors is, that's actually a really good tip. Thank you. So Speaking of events, what are some of like your favorite events that you've ever been able to work with? Mm, it's hard to pick a favorite. Um, also because like we love, you know, so many of our clients, sometimes I'll post something and say, oh, my favorite bouquet. And I just, all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, there's going to be a bunch of people who are like, wait, I thought I was your favorite, you know? 
but <laughs> um, there's definitely been a handful that just really, you know, spoke to me design wise. Um, we did one, it was actually last year. Um, it was just so beautiful. Uh, the bride wanted a lot of flowers and it was in a very traditional style venue in Manhattan, but it, instead of it being your traditional ball type arrangements that you'd think of, you know, when you think of this like hotel vibe, she wanted this like garden feel. And I just remember feeling um, so satisfied, like when I made them and they were just so beautiful and lush and romantic and, um, and it just, it did take, you know, there, I think there were like nine of us on the job um, on the day of the event, making these arrangements because they were so big and, and lush. And after when I stepped back, I was like, wow, you know, I, those are my favorite events when you can step back and be like, wow, I'm really proud of what I just did. And so it, that's just one example, but there's many, many, many events that we've done where you just step back and go, wow, I, I can't believe I made that, you know? So that's how I would say, that's what makes me, those are my favorites. <laughs> That's awesome. Are most of your um, events in like your Manhattans and like big cities? Well, somewhat. So we we started in Brooklyn. Um, that's where my husband and I, we met there um, and then we got married and we were still living there. So we had started the business there. Uh, he's originally from Bethlehem. Um, he went to your high school. <laughs> yeah. And, so we moved out here um, just three years ago. We bought our house in Easton um, and we came here because his family's here. Um, my family's not too far away, but uh, it was just a nice place where we could, we could buy a beautiful home, um, you know, that's affordable and we're at least mm -hmm. close to family. And we love the downtown Easton area, which is great. But um, so for the most part, we're very established in New York City and Brooklyn. So we get a lot of referrals from other venues there, um, you know, fellow, like other planners, um, just in general caterers, like all of our, we call them frienders, you know, vendor friends that we've made over the years. So we do work a lot in the city. Um, but ever since moving out here, we really have been trying to push for doing more Philly, um, more in the Lehigh Valley. There are a ton of great uh, wedding venues out here. And so we've been doing a lot more work there in the last, you know, two years or so, but it, it takes time to get established. It's almost like, even though we um, are so busy all the time in New York city, even mm -hmm. just branching out into the Lehigh Valley and Philly, it's almost like starting over again in a way. So it's just taken, it's taken time. <laughs> and then all of your arrangements are like real, like live flowers, correct? Yes. Yep. So we only use real. Um, we do get requests. Sometimes people will ask for silk flowers and I ask them why. Um, mm -hmm. There's, there's a, there's an element of like wanting to, to save something forever, but there's also a lot of people actually think that silk or fake flowers can be cheaper. Um, that's not the case at all. Uh, a good quality silk flower is, is much more expensive than a real flower in many cases. So we just, it's not something that I'm very passionate about. So I just tell them, sorry, but you know, if you want that, you might have to find somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Um, you know, I've, I've always just been very sort of not only creative in like a, you know, an artistic way, but creative in just, I wanted to do something for myself. Um, you know, I, I worked in, restaurants to start out with and and I worked in real estate and in a tech startup and and everything and that was really fun but I found it to be difficult um 
I have a lot of ideas that my husband would say, and he always makes fun of me because I, he says that I have a new idea every day and I have to rein it in sometimes because he's like, we can't do all these ideas. <laughs> but when you're working in an environment where you're working for somebody else, a lot of times your ideas don't get, um, I guess they just don't get taken advantage of or they don't get pushed to the front. And that was very frustrating for me. And I was like, I just feel like I can do so much more on my own. And so when we did that, when we opened the business, I finally felt like, wow, all my ideas can actually come to life now. And so that's how it kind of got moved along, you know? Oh, wow. So the, was there any like strategy that you used to raise capital to start a business or were you able to just start it on your own? Um, actually, so, you know, in this type of business, so I'll, it's kind of hard. So there's a, there's a business, like when you're opening a business, you're like, okay, do I need a space? Do I need, you know, a van? Do you need all these things? Um, it's not true. You don't need that stuff. Uh, so up until literally January one of this year, 2020, my husband and I worked out of our home. So we've done, I think close to 500 weddings, um, out of our home actually. Wow. Um, and, and big production stuff, uh, not a problem. Um, you know, in the beginning, obviously our weddings were a lot smaller and we actually did them out of our apartment, um, which is bonkers when I look back and I'm like, how did we do that? Um, but we actually were working out of our sunroom in our home here in Easton. Uh, we bought the house because it had a big sunroom. So we were able to convert that space into like what we needed. But mm -hmm. I find a lot of people think that they need to immediately jump in and grab a big space. Oh, I need a cooler. I need all these things, especially with the floral business. Um, but we, I actually borrowed a thousand dollars from my mother-in-law and she helped us get started. And um, I, it's also just, you need, you need people to like back you. Um, you know, it, you're not gonna just be flush with all this cash right away. Um, my mother-in-law actually was, you know, in the beginning, she would come out and help set up weddings with us. Um, my sister uh, was with us all the time, just helping, you know, so you, we, had, we were very fortunate to have people who love us and are, are close to us who wanted to see us succeed. So, you know, we'd be at a wedding and, you know, they're unloading, you know, boxes of flowers, they're cleaning flowers. Um, so that's kind of how we started, you know, just with a little bit of cash and, um, and a lot of help from family and, and friends. That's amazing. Yeah. So how do you convince clients or maybe not as much now because you're more established, but how, how did you convince clients to choose like a new company's product over that of like maybe a more established, larger company? Mm. Mm -hmm. So it's actually, it's still a struggle today, right? Because there's so many new florists that will pop up, you know, they come and go a lot. There's people who get married and go, Oh, I want to, I want to do this for a living. But then they don't realize that it's a lot that <laughs> there's a lot that goes <laughs> into it. Um, and uh, it's, it's a very like emotional job too. I feel sometimes like I'm a therapist as well. Um, but in the beginning, uh, what I did was I just, I, I took some of that money that you know, my mother-in-law lent us and she'll probably look back and listen to this and be like, wait, did you ever pay me back? <laughs> but we, uh, you know, I took some of that money. I got some great flowers and I designed a couple little things. So I made like a bridal bouquet. I made a couple little arrangements and then I photographed them, uh, made them look really pretty. And my husband made our website. And I put them up there and, you know, I just marketed them like crazy and just, you know, all of a sudden people started appearing. It was really crazy. I remember I had set my website up and it was like that night, all of a sudden I got an email and I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, is this just luck? Like, how did this happen? I just set this up like six hours ago. 
And, um, but having great photos and having great, you know, text on your website, looking professional, um, you know, there's nothing worse than going to a website and having just, you're yeah. just looking around going like, what is this, you know? And, um, I feel like that's always my idea. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, let's make, let's do websites for other creatives, you know, cause I feel like so many yeah. people need help with that. But, um, but yeah, just, that's kind of how we, we set ourselves aside, you know, apart in the beginning. Um, but now what it is, is, you know, we've really come to establish our style so people come to us because they're looking for this like romantic garden style. You know, it's more modern. It's not this like typical little ball of, of flowers that you'd get from, you know, like a 1-800-flower mm-hmm. type situation. Um, you're getting this like, it's like art, right? So mm-hmm. that's what people come to us for now. And, and we get, we do get people who, you know, are shopping around for their weddings and they're asking me like what my best price is. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, maybe, you know, eight years ago, I would have said, well, what, what do you want to pay? And just because I wanted the job, but now it's uh-huh. like, well, this is how much it is. You know, I mean, my experience and time is worth money. And so I, I think that a lot of times people come to us because they want, they want us and they want our work, not so much because they just want flowers thrown together, you know? That's great. So um, what is your biggest challenge in the floral design space? Like for you personally? Hmm. I think just keeping, keeping, like staying relevant, staying relevant, keeping up with like the trends, um, you know, things come and go so fast and, you know, trying to make sure that we are, you, you know, staying competitive, you know, you, last thing you want to do is like out, you know, price yourself so high people in your area just are like, whoa, like how can we ever afford that? Um, mm-hmm. But also while staying true to your brand. Um, so there's a lot of things like that. Um, it's also just like a juggle of, you know, making sure that you're, you've got great product, um, getting great wholesalers. Uh, but there's also, you know, just running the business. So that's always a struggle of, you know, work life balance. Um, I find that working for yourself, a lot of people think it's all, um, you know, rainbows and sprinkles. And instead it's a lot of really late nights. Um, I've never worked harder in my entire life, uh, even working like in restaurants and, um, you know, where you think, oh man, I'm working till four in the morning. This is so exhausting. Well, the amount of time I've put into my business, you know, definitely is, it crushes that, <laughs> it makes it, <laughs> makes that look like a piece of cake. But, um, so that's kind of, you know, just kind of the balance and staying relevant and, and whatnot. That's definitely a struggle always. So if you could give a couple of tips to young entrepreneurs concerning like finances, what would you tell them? Like something that you wish you had known when you were starting out? Um, so I think what happens, people get really excited about their business, which I don't blame them. It's very exciting. You have your idea. You're like, okay, I'm going to go and like do this right now. However, if I could, you know, turn the time back, (laughs) I would definitely tell myself, Hey, pump the brakes. You need to write out a business plan. Um, I never did that. I just kind of was like flying by the seat of my pants and I think having a nice business plan, um, figuring out like what you want to spend your initial startup money in, um, you know, like getting a great logo. You don't have to spend a fortune on a logo. Um, we actually, our logo right now um, was like $35 off of Etsy. And um, uh-huh. we've had like five logos over the years because I actually never loved any of them fully. Like they were beautiful, but like it wasn't, it, it wasn't us. And mm-hmm. 
the best money I spent was a $35 on a Etsy logo, you know, and, and we just love it now. And I'm like, wow, this was, I wish we would have had this from the beginning. Um, instead of spending like, you know, $600 on like a logo I didn't love. So mm-hmm. I think just a business plan, making sure that you're allocating your funds properly, um, being realistic about your needs. Um, like if whatever business you're going into, like, do you actually need to, to have a ton of overhead? Like, do you need to be hiring people on right away? Like, you know, you don't need to have a fancy vehicle to drop stuff off in, you know, just all of that stuff, that stuff will come. Um, but you want to make sure you set yourself up for success. Uh, so you actually are making money because, you know, a lot of businesses fail, obviously. And then sometimes, you know, it's years before you're actually making anything. Um, but it's not true if you can be smart about it right away. And so never rush and just, you know, take your time. Um, the success will come, but you just have to, you know, stay steady and, 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 you know, organized up front. Those are some great tips. Thank you. So uh, again, on a personal note, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Um, probably like what most people love about it is just, you know, being our own boss. Um, so, you know, before my husband had joined me with the business, um, I didn't really see him a lot. And it was because I was so busy on the weekends, right? So in in this Mm -hmm. industry, the wedding world, most things are happening on the weekends. So he was working a nine to five during the week. And then I was away all weekend, pretty much. And so Mm -hmm. we never really got to see each other. Um, Well, when he joined me, it's like now we're we're able to spend that time together while we're working. And then when we're not working, we can do whatever we want, like on our own, or we can do things together. It's like you really have this great schedule that you make for yourself. I set my own hours. I can decide, you know, like when I want to shut the computer off or, you know, shut the Mm -hmm. studio down for an extended holiday break. Um, It's totally up to us. So I really do love the flexibility of it. Um, We have a two-year-old now and um, Mm -hmm. it's been really wonderful because, you know, it's like, Hey, if if we're not that busy um, in a day, you know, on the middle of the week, it's like, I can, we can leave work and we can go do something great with our son. And I don't have to answer to anybody to do that. That's amazing. And then on the on the flip side, what's your favorite? <laughs> what's your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? <laughs> so, um, I actually I don't love you know when there is an issue and and issues come up right. So there are clients sometimes that are you know maybe they're unhappy with something or or they're stressed and they need to like vent and I find that to be stressful and there's nobody that I can pass that off to. So when you're working in your regular you know, corporate environment, you know, usually there's a boss, right, or somebody above you at some, some point um, that you can say, hey, I, I can, you know, let me, let me talk to my manager, or let me pass you to my boss. And like, that, that's me, right? My husband, <laughs> it's kind of like, I'm the one that has to deal with all the conflicts. Um, and so does he, you know, so if there's any issue, uh, it falls on us. Um, you know, something, something goes wrong, or delivery arrives incorrect, or whatever, like all that stress falls on you. So you do have to be a good uh, problem solver and you have to, you know, deal, deal well with stress because it definitely is a huge aspect of any business, right? When you just are, and you're in charge, like everything falls on you. So that would probably be my least favorite, but it's also, uh, it, it makes you, um, it makes you realize like how important it is to, to be able to handle difficult situations as well. Mm-hmm. So if you could like, boil it down to a few tips that you would give a young entrepreneur who's asking you for advice, what would you tell them? Mm. So have a great business plan. 
Um, mm-hmm. Get yourself organized and find a mentor. Um, I, I actually never did. Uh, I wish I would have earlier on. Um, so find yourself a mentor, even if they don't offer, offer any courses or classes. Um, Instagram is such a great resource, for, uh, resource, right? So you can message that person on Instagram and ask them if they'd be willing to mentor you. Um, many people will say yes, um, because first off, it's very flattering. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. A lot of, you might not realize it, but maybe no one's asked them that before, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's a really big compliment to be asked that. Um, so just ask them and uh, you'll, you never know. Um, and, you know, you just have to stay positive and, you know, just take your time. Don't rush and, you know, be smart about it. That would be my advice. And then finally, if anyone would like to utilize Craft uh, & Co's floral design services, how should they do this? Um, well, you can find us on Instagram. Um, our handle is at Craft & Company, fully spelled out. Um, mm-hmm. Or our website is craftandcompany.com again fully spelled out Um, so you can find all of our stuff on there and um yeah i mean i'm I'm an avid instagram poster so (laughs) you can find (laughs) most most up-to-date stuff on that all right thank you for joining the podcast today tatiana it was great having you of course it's my pleasure thank you thanks for joining the young driven and savvy podcast please rate to hear from more inspirational individuals